You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. one 800 at the top of the lane it's Leap to Fame who swings into the home straight leading can't find a better man gets to the outside starting to loom as a big danger Leap to Fame can't find a better man Tim's a trooper muscled about behind them Leap to Fame in front Fame and Fortune a glorious delight he'll take the derby it's Leap to Fame can't find a better man yeah Leap to Fame he's without doubt Queensland's star horse probably one of the well he is established star of Australasian harness racing. He returns at Albion Park on the weekend at short odds, but just a great to see him, Chris, and no doubt um, a, th- a thrill to call him go around there on the weekend, Leap to Fame. Yeah, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Absolutely. Uh, everyone gets a great kick out of seeing the best horses back in action, and that's the, uh, the scenario that's going to play out on Saturday night at Albion Park. So Leap to Fame finally gets to kick off his 2023 campaign. A little stop-start just in recent times. We know they were a little... Uh, uh, bemused about what took place with that APG Gold Bullion four-year-old series. But he's back on Saturday night and he's got a very, very busy six months coming up. So the Constellation's just around the corner. The Rising Sun, the Blacks are fake, the big Eureka race down in Sydney. There's a number of other features to consider, uh, to consider later in the year. So it's going to be a busy time, but great to see him back this Saturday now, night. 17 wins from 23 starts, multiple derby winner. Now, first guest, Barry Purd, mobile rolling. Well, I'm looking forward to this chat because Barry Purden is one of the all-time legends of the sport. Universally liked, no trainer in New Zealand has prepared more winners than Barry, and that includes his brother Mark as well. And he's had some great horses, and we might touch on some of those a little bit later. But, Steve, you just mentioned Leap to Fame back in action. He was the first horse invited and accepted for the Rising Sun. The only other horse that has been invited and accepted for the Rising Sun is Merlin, and we were hoping to see him in action again this weekend in the Group 1 size stakes in the South Island at Addington this weekend. But unfortunately, it's not the case. Barry's here to outline what the situation is, and he joins us now. Barry, really appreciate the time. Yeah, no, morning, Chris. No problem. Uh, what is the latest with Merlin? <clears throat> He's just got a foot abscess, and it, it's, um, it actually broke out this morning, actually, just out the top of his coronet band, which is the, the hair running around just the top of his foot. And um, But he was quite sore uh, two days after the the heat and um yeah we're just up against it so um unfortunately we had to um pull him out and um try and get everything back to normal okay so what does that mean for the queensland campaign well chris we're, we're working towards that and uh, hopefully uh, he's sound he's sound today so he's he's walking good um because it's broken out so um we're just hoping it'll dry up and, and um and he can get over it quite quickly so um I think the biggest thing now is just making sure we don't get a little infection or something. So we're we're on top of it as much as we can be. And, um, no, we're certainly working towards the rising sun, that's for sure. OK. So he went down for this series. He had the heat last week. He was the runner-up behind Don't Stop Dreaming. And then he was expected to start this weekend. That's not the case. Was he going to have a little bit of an ease up and be prepared for Queensland after this weekend anyway? Yes, he was. That was, that was the plan anyway, so... Um, other than the race this week, um, we're sort of going along the same lines. Okay. Yep. Tell me about the Rising Sun. Um, was it a hard decision? Was it an easy decision? Given that owner, Dean Shannon's based here in Queensland, who had the final say? Was it you or Dean? 
No, Dean really left it up to to Scott and I. Um, <clears throat> you know, he um, he just said, you know, of course he'd like the horse to to come over if he could, but but the ultimate decision was ours. And um, you know, Dean's the sort of man he just wants to do the right thing by the horse. That's all. Um, so, um, but you know, I think the way uh, Albion Park, well, the, the Queensland Harness have set the carnival up, and uh, they're looking to increase everything as it goes along, and. It's just nice to be a part of something like that, Chris. It's, it's, it looks like really forward thinking from Queensland Harness Racing. Okay, so at this stage, uh, all going well. Will it be a two-star campaign, the Rising Sun, and do you hang around for the Derby? Uh, yes, that's, a, that's the target at this stage anyway, Chris, yes, okay. for sure. All right. Now, with Dean being based here in Queensland, and he's a, uh, a valued client of yours, and he has been for a number of years. He raced a very good mare recently, Bell of Montana. Now, this guy's on the scene. He, he looks very, very exciting. What's the best asset for Merlin? Well, when you get a horse like that, that's really, <laughs> they've really got everything. So, um, I, look, he seems to be able to stay, and, he, and he's got quick speed, so... Uh, He's got the really the all, all round game, Chris. Um, you know, there's not he's only been beaten a few times, I think. So, you know, he's done pretty well against the best yeah. of his age. Yep. Eleven from fifteen. He's already a Derby winner, taking the Great Northern Derby. Just going back to the start, you, you guys picked him out from the, uh, the the Canterbury sales a few years ago now. But just on that, Dean plays a really important role. It's not as if you just say this is the horse for you. Away you go. He's quite hands on. Oh, he's very much so. Yes, no, he actually picked Merlin out, and uh, it was when COVID was on, and um, and Dean asked me to go and have a look at him uh, before the sales, and I did, and um, and just reported back to him that he was a nice colt, and anyway, he ended up buying him, and um, actually it was the same uh, this year. He bought a colt called Cold Chisel, and um, uh, he won the uh, the Coding and Bay Stakes uh, this year too. Uh, he picked him out, so he's got a good eye. For a horse, yeah, sure. by the sound of it, by the sound of it. Mm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. The last time you campaigned a horse in Queensland, am I going back to the 2001 Inter Dominion Series at Albion Park? <laughs> Probably, are, Chris. I can't remember now. That would be um, was that That's 2001? Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think you came yeah, across with right. Holmes DG. You had one of the favourites for the Inter Dominion Trot with Mountain Gold, and yes, Pick Me right. Pockets was yours as well. Oh, yes, he was, yeah, yep. Mm. Yes, that's that's correct. I think um, the Inter Dominion before that, we were the first ones to stay at Parklands at the old course there because we had to sign a, a declaration to say if one of them got hurt, that would, you know, <laughs> the, the club would be okay because um, they just really hadn't completed the whole of the building of, of Parklands at that stage. Okay, mm. so you're long overdue for a return to Queensland trip with a horse. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. You can't wait. Mm. Hey, hey yeah. tell me this. Speaking of the Inter-Dominions here in Queensland, 2009, the year Mr. Feelgood won, you were here for that series. You came over for a bit of a vacation uh, with your wife, Katrina. Do you still rate that as one of the best series that you've attended? Oh, yeah, it was a great atmosphere that night, Chris. Yeah, for sure. It, um, and I think, to be fair, it's the best time of the year, too. Um, uh, people seem to sort of head that way at, at that time of the year. So, uh, no, great atmosphere. It was great great to be part of, of, of being there, yeah. yeah. You were here last year, well, in, in a way, with Matt Shard competing during the carnival. So you haven't been totally lost to Queensland. 
No, no, that's right. Yeah, no, he he was up there then. Yep. All right. Now, speaking of that Group One race that Merlin will miss on uh, on the weekend, you've still got sooner the better. He ran a terrific race last week in the heat behind Don't Stop Dreaming and Merlin. He lands barrier one. Is is he capable of causing a little bit of an upset there? Well, I think he'll get the right run, Chris. He, he's pretty quick out, and um, he, he's just just a fraction below Merlin, but but not far away. But he's uh, he's a game wee guy, and um, if he can just get the right run, I'm sure he'll. Yeah, it's going to be hard to think that any horse is going to beat um, Don't Stop Dreaming, but um, he'll get his opportunity anyway. Mm. Okay. There's a few other questions I wanted to ask you this morning because I thought it was too good an opportunity to pass up. The best horse that you've seen harness-wise is? I'd probably have to say Lazarus. Okay. Best racehorse, Galloper, that you've ever seen? Uh, Kingston Town. Okay. Is Choking the best horse that you've ever prepared? Yes, he would be. Yep. Okay. All right. So if, if I was to line up these horses in a in a bit of a race, a mini Miracle Mile, Barry Purden's own a mini Miracle Mile, Choking Christopher Vance, Luxury Liner, Holmes DG, Vicks Vance, does Choking come out on top? He would at Manangle anyway. <laughs> 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 yeah, that track would have suited him there. Mm. Okay. What was it about, about Choking? Yeah, what what was it about him, Barry, that, that was just so good? He won 34 from 59, just shy of 2 million, and this is back in the 90s. So what was it that made him so great? Well, he had real speed, um, and he could follow speed too. He, uh, although, you know, when he won the Auckland Cup, he, he went around the field of, with the lap to go and, and sit outside the leader, and he still managed to win. In fact, he might have he might have led actually the last lap, and um, I think he was the first horse to break the um, the four minutes. He went three fifty nine that that night on the on the old track at Alexandra Park. So that was a long time ago too. And I thought at the time, you know, I thought I'll never see that broken. <laughs> so down to about three fifty four or three now. So yeah. Uh, tell yeah. me with uh, with Choken. Um... He was just a wonderful horse, but was he a was he a cranky horse? Was he a horse that needed to be treated with kid gloves? Well, he was a bit of a loner. We always got on good with him. We always got on great with him, but he was a bit of a loner. He liked to be on his own. He didn't like um, to be in a paddock with another horse or anything like that. Not that I really wanted to do that anyway, because you watch worry about something will happen, but, but that's the sort of horse he was. Yeah, he... Okay. he uh, yeah, he liked the attention, though, but he just liked to be on his own. Yeah. Right. Those others that I just read out, that, that, that's a pretty handy backup list that you've got. Christopher Vance, Luxury Liner, Holmes DG, and Vix Vance. Was Vix Vance the horse that you probably never got the, the best out of just due to his injuries? Yes, I think that's a fair comment. Uh, Chris, he, he, look, he would have only had 20-something starts, I guess, but um, he won the Hunter Cup, and uh, but, but unsound all the way through, well, the last half of his of his campaign anyway. Um, he was unsound, so uh, he did he did remarkably well. You know, we didn't see the best of him. Mm. I'm going to rattle off some other names, and you can only pick one off this list, okay? So the pressure's right on here now. <laughs> Reba Lord, Mark Hanover, Tight Connection, Surprise Package, Pembroke Benny. Which one are you taking home? Oh, I'd take Surprise Package. Okay. Another Hunter Cup winner? Yep. yep another Hunter Cup winner. Mm. Okay. 
What was uh, what was so special about him, Barry? Well, <clears throat> he was a really outstanding two-year-old. He actually broke a pedal bone in the race. Uh, Elva Kohler actually beat him only a neck, but he he'd actually he broke a pedal bone during the running of that race, and um, he, he missed his three-year-old season. He came back and he beat Elva Kohler, I think, in the Taylor Mile, and it might have been the Franklin Cup, and then he broke a pedal bone in his other foot. And then he was out for his whole of next season. So then he came back and won the Hunter Cup. So he could have been truly great um, mm. if those injuries hadn't got him. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But hopefully, Merlin can usurp all of these horses that we've just been talking about? Sorry, Chris. I missed it. Can- Hopefully Merlin will usurp all of those horses that we've just been talking about. <laughs> well, I certainly hope so, Chris. That would be great if he could. Yeah, long way to go yet, but uh, he's certainly heading the right way. All right. Well, we can't wait to see him here in Queensland. Hopefully everything goes uh, smoothly over the next couple of weeks and uh, there's no issue uh, stemming from that little hoop abscess that uh, ruled him out of this weekend. Just in closing, Barry, Major Perry, one of your stars, and he was a runner-up behind Leap to Fame in the New South Wales Derby. Has he been sold? Has he headed uh, to Perth? Yes, he is. He's going uh, to Greg Bond. Yep. Okay. He'll be there now, I'd say. All right. Yep. We'll watch with interest over there. Hey, Barry, yes. really appreciate the time for this morning, and uh, we'll see you when you get here in Queensland. That'll be great. Look forward to it, Chris. Thank you. Barry Purden joining us this morning. Choken has called upon three wide and two to BBC. Coming up to the turn in the Miracle Mile, the Victorian Golden Rain drew alongside young Mr Charles. His last year's winner, Choken, joining in. We aren't a warrior behind them. It's Golden Rain going to the lead. Choken on the outsides after him. BBC with a late run down the middle of the track. Choken drew alongside Golden Rain. BBC zooming home, but Choken hits the lead and he's won again. Choken has won two Miracle Kevin Miles. Thomas calling the Kevin Thompson, I should say the 94 miracle mile that was chris our next guest is with us leonard kane yeah well i wanted to talk to leonard because yesterday steve as you're fully aware the old boy was at it again Lancelot Bromac. really hey <laughs> 205 yeah. incredible so 505 505 starts and unbelievably that was his first win at Redcliffe. he's had all those victories but the bulk of them have been at Albion Park, I think 32, and one was down at the defunct Gold Coast course, and up until yesterday, he's been winless at Reckliffe, but he was able to right that wrong, and he savaged the line, Steve. He's had three back on the inside, shot through along the passing lane, home he went. The man sitting behind Lancelot Bramack was Leonard Cohn. He's online with us now. Leonard, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Yeah, really well. Was that a thrill for you yesterday, driving Lance? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, it's um, it's always great to sit behind him, and um, obviously to get such a um, milestone moment on him was pretty cool as well. Is he a hard horse to drive? Oh, I, I wouldn't say hard. Probably challenging. Um, <laughs> he's he's sort of like he, he's good to drive, but he sort of takes a lot of driving, if you know what I mean. So, um, you know, obviously he's. He's a bit cunning when it comes to coming out the gate and that. He sort of knows what that's all about, and you've really got to urge him through. And, um, you know, he still sort of dawdles through a little bit, but uh, he got through okay there yesterday, and thankfully he was able to hold a, a um, fairly forward position anyway. Leonard, he seems to have that, that head carriage quite low, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, Steve. Yeah, he, um, he sort of carries him, sort of, you know, not racing in the head check. I think he obviously prefers sort of getting his head down low and stretching out and it's just sort of his style of racing. 
Were you nervous staying three fans? I could see coming to the home turn that you were working his mouth just to make sure that he was ready to go once that uh, sprint lane run emerged. But was there any sort of doubt about staying on the fence or did you think about coming off? Um, or not really, Chris. I sort of had a, had a look at the race and, um, you know, I, I thought they were a fairly even bunch, but I did think, you know, he probably had a little bit on him. Um, and then... From there, I sort of just looked at it and went, well, we've probably just got to stay where we are and hope that we can be close enough and then, um, you know, look for the gaps late and that was sort of the approach we took on it. Lana, just to look at him, would you know, looking at him, that he's, you know, pretty old and had a heap of starts? I mean, tell us a bit about his appearance as Lancelot Bromac. Uh, no, you know, he's got a full presence. Um, he's always bright-eyed and he sort of, you know, even going out to the float yesterday, Stewie walked past me um, and he was pulling Stewie to the float and he sort of yelled out and said he, he could go again. So um, he, he's certainly not a tired or old-looking horse. Um, you know, he's probably just as um, enthusiastic at the races as what any horse would be. Like Cliff Young. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. I wouldn't have the energy. <laughs> He's a remarkable horse. There's no doubt about it. So 13 years young, start 505, and he's finally broken that duck at Reckliffe, scoring there. So he's got victories now at Reckliffe, um, Albion Park, obviously, and Gold Coast. But Stewie might have to take him to Marburg and uh, get him on the board there. Might have to get him on the board everywhere he can, I think. Yeah, that'd be pretty yeah. cool. Absolutely. Hey, you've got a couple of drives tonight I wanted to ask about as well. You're sitting on about 40 for the season. So you've been able to register centuries for the last two seasons. We're now in May. So do you feel you're on track to get another century? Um, I, I do, yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm fairly confident that I can do it. You know, it's obviously um, you just got to put your head down and, and work towards it and try and drive the best you can at all times. Um, you know, I think, like in, like anyone sort of thing, you, you have good weeks and bad weeks, so you've just got to try and make the um, the most out of good weeks and try and make as many good weeks as you can. Um, and obviously, you know, keep striving and, you know, do all the meetings, which I, I sort of do, you know, I'm happy enough to go for one or two drives. So um, that always counts as well, you know, making sure you're at every meeting and, yeah, you know, just putting in the work and trying your best, I think. Okay. Well, hopefully you can bring up another century and uh, you've got another one there yesterday. So confidence is high going back to the track tonight. Race three, number two, forgive me, is your first drive. Uh, she's got winning form recently. Four starts ago, she was successful. How do you rate her chances here tonight? Um, you know, yeah, I think uh, she's a good chance there. Obviously, drawing two and, um, you know, I think if we can sort of balance up out the gate and, um, you know, we do everything right and settle close enough, she certainly... You know, she's certainly right in it with that bunch. Her last start, I thought, was fairly convincing. She came from a long way back and, and only got beat six or seven metres. So, um, you know, I think, like I say, if we can just sort of get out as close as we can and be handy, I think she's certainly in the money there. All right. certainly looks like uh, it's going to be a, a competitive race. There's a number of horses with pretty good form in that, so that'll be a, a good race, race three. What about this first starter in race seven, Samantha C, drawn the A's for Jason Carkey? What can you tell us about her? Uh, her two trials have been pretty good. You know, her first one, I was sort of learning a little bit about her and we just sort of got her around and, um, you know, got a bit of a feel of her. And then a uh, fortnight ago there when I trialled her, I sort of used her off the gate a little bit and then took took some cover. And she found the line really well there, I thought. Um, you know, off that trial, I think she's she's uh, well, well in it in this race. And obviously the ace draw helps us out a lot. Um, you know, you've got a couple of handy ones there. 
Jim Punapete was good first up, and I drove him in a start a trial before that start, and was fairly um, happy with the way he trialed. So, I think there's a couple of horses in the races that sort of are going to make it a little bit interesting, and I think there's a few chances there. But I think with the draw on our side, you know, I certainly think off her trial she can she can probably put one on the board there first up, hopefully. All right, good push there for Samantha C. Yarraman Shadow in race eight for Graham White. A winner two starts ago. Uh, how do you measure Yarraman Shadow against this opposition? Uh, it's probably a bit of a tricky draw, to be honest, Chris. You know, um, there's a little bit of speed inside of us and a couple that are probably going to be pushing um, for that first couple of hundred. So we're probably going to have to look tuck in there, I think, and hope for a little bit of luck. Um, like you say, he won a couple of starts ago and then even his run last week, you know, it wasn't bad. I sort of had to just drive him for a little bit of luck. And um, he's a horse that you probably got a kid to for as long as you can um, and just set him up for that one short sprint. But um, I think if we can sort of find a helmet that's going to get us somewhere, I think, you know, he's probably a top three chance. All right. And your final drive is in race nine tonight. Lucky to be a lug. You're aboard this pace and when it scored two starts ago, drawn the inside of the second row, you'll probably need that little bit of luck. But if it sort of plays out, can he win again? Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, you know, like you say, she won there two starts ago, and they went slow, but at the same time, we got home in 28 and a half. So, um, you know, they're still going to be good enough to get home in a quick quarter. Um, I think if a little bit of luck works on our side, um, obviously the draw looks fairly promising on paper. Um, we, You know, we should be there. I think if, if we roll along a little bit, you know, her run last week was pretty good. She found the line good there last week again. So I think, like you say, if a little bit of luck comes our way and it's fairly genuine, I think we'll be right there with them. All right. Well, hopefully you'll be in the winner's circle again tonight. How does the rest of the week look? I uh, haven't had too much of a look forward. You know, I know Press Statement got a good draw there tomorrow, but uh, probably up in grade a little bit, going to find it a little tough. But um, hopefully we can make something of that and see how we go. All right, excellent. Hey, really appreciate the time. Job well done. Getting the victory on Lance, so they can't take that away from you. You're the driver that guided Lance to victory in his sole Redcliffe win, so job well done. Thank you very much. There's Leonard Kane joining us. So, uh, yeah, in the winner's circle with the old fella Lancelot Bromack yesterday, his first Redcliffe win, start number 505. Let's keep focusing on Redcliffe tonight. Matty Nielsen's in really good form. He drove over 100 winners last year. And he's almost at 50 for this season. So there's a very good chance that he's going to go back-to-back -back with century seasons. He's in super form. There's no question. He was in the winner's circle yesterday with Soho Casablanca. And he's got some good drive tonight. And he joins us now. Matty, good morning. Good morning. Hi, morning, Chris. How are you? Really well. Are you seeing them well at the moment? I'm uh, having a little bit of luck. And, um, and that, yeah, it's just the, uh, the horses um, obviously help. Yeah. Ducks is a keen supporter of yours. Apollo Dreams was a winner on Saturday night. That was a nose margin. What, what were you thinking when you hit the line with last time, Joe? Did you think you'd get the verdict? Uh, yeah, I thought I just just got there, but um, yeah, I wasn't 100% sure, but I thought, yeah, he may have uh, held on. Yeah. How do you rate him, Matty, Apollo Dreams? He's got a good record. He's a big, gangly horse that's still learning, but how do you rate him for sheer ability? Uh, he's got good speed. Um, last week was his first time he's had to come off, off from behind. He led his first three from good draws, and then he had to. Um, yeah, no, I'm sure he's he's uh, not far away from the better ones, and I, I do think he'll improve. Really, uh, 
he's never really put um, too many races close together. He had space runs, and he's um, yeah, I'm sure he's on the improve. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep following him at Polo Dreams. Let's focus on tonight. Tactfully Miracle, your first drive, race three, number one. You were aboard this mare when she scored two starts ago, and that drive was an absolute ripper. She was unlucky last week when second. Barrier one, that just seems ideal for her tonight. Yes, draw suits her. She's got a little bit of gate speed for this class, and um, yeah, I'm sure if she could find the right one to land behind, there's a few horses going quite well in the race, but... um. Yeah, no, I'm sure she won't be far away. All right, so you are looking for cover, so you've just got to make the right call and pick the right horse to uh, to follow. Oh, yeah, she uh, she has laden one, but yeah, probably in this class, yeah, we'll, um, yeah, to see how it unfolds early. But uh, yeah, she, she more likely she can um she can earn earn a check with a, with a bit of cover. Yeah. All right. Party Politics comes up with Barrier 1 in the next race, race number four, and she's a gate speed mare as well. She looks hard to beat here. Yeah, on, on her best, definitely. She's just been down on form a little bit because they come back this campaign. She, the last two runs have probably been a little bit better. But she, um, yeah, well, she's got options from um, the draw, yeah, especially around Redcliffe, you mean, on the, on the, the fence suits her. Yeah, there's a few in here that have got good numerical form, but uh, if she's got uh, that inside run and she doesn't cop too much early pressure, she's good enough to go all the way. Yeah, 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 definitely. I don't. Yeah, if she yeah anywhere near her best, she'll be um she, she'll be there. Okay, race six tonight, Rawworth Girl. Is that how you say her name? Is it Rawworth Girl or is it something else? Oh, I think so. Rawworth Girl, Rawworth Girl, but, um, yeah, whatever you want to call her. <laughs> Yeah, she had yeah. the same gate last yeah. week, and it was pretty much the gate that got a beat last week. So, can she overcome it tonight? Yeah, well, she moves in the five tonight, and um, probably a little bit easier race than last week. The half was quite good. It was fifty-seven and change, three wide, sort of chasing up. And um, you know, I think she's a she's an improver. She's lightly lightly raced, but um, yeah, no, she definitely got a good chance in this field. All right. Are you more worried about short leg Sue from Barrier One or Sunny Co from the outside of the second row, who's the last start winner? Um, not yeah. So I'm, so I'm sure she's probably going better than I mean. If she can, I think if she can get handy, she'll be um. She, uh, she won't be far away. Yeah. All right. Race number eight. Uh, Les Voss lad. He's got to overcome the outside of the second row. He was a winner three starts ago. Is he up for this challenge tonight? Can he overcome this gate? Yeah, he, the, the draw sort of doesn't worry him. He's um, sort of likes to not do too much early, not a lot of speed, but he uh, he just needs a genuine run race. He doesn't have a uh, a lot of high speed, and he just need, needs him to go fairly strong, and um, then he'll get home okay. But he should um, get a decent trip following Dinosaur Rex if you just drop behind it, and the um. If he can follow it for as long as he can, he uh, should hopefully bring him into the race. Well, a bit like Lancelot Brannock by the sound of it. A genuine tempo, yeah. the last quarter, hopefully the slowest. Yeah, that's it with him. But, um, yeah, no, he always puts in and yeah, hopefully it's run the right way for him. He'll be there. All right. And your final drive tonight, race nine, number nine, Hollywood Bound. First time behind Hollywood Bound? Um, yeah, I think so. May have driver. 
in an education trial. I'm not too sure, a long time ago. But, um, yeah, it's the first time behind her. Yeah, I, I, I she think, is. Yeah. Yeah, she is first up. So whatever she does tonight, more improvement to come, obviously. Yeah, I don't usually drive, but um, yeah, but she's um, forms pretty well for this race, and she should obviously should get to drop in and follow the favourite into the race, and um, and um, yeah, she hopefully can bring her into the race late, and yeah, she won't be. Hopefully, she'll be there. All right, five good drives tonight. Is there one yeah. in particular you're most looking forward to? Um, yeah, Rowworth girl, she's, uh, hopefully she can make her own luck, you mean, and, um, yeah, hopefully it's the one, yeah. Right Race six, number six, Matty, as I said, in super form, keep it up, and hopefully there's a winner or two to be found tonight. And Norris, thanks, Chris. There's Matty Nielsen joining us, so, uh, a driver in form, and he's got some key chances tonight, we're about to get the, uh, oil from, uh, Darren Clayton to see if, uh, He's keen on any of these drives for Matt Nielsen or Lennon Kane after speaking with him. Uh, so we'll find out what Darren's got to say. He might be on mind with us now. Darren, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. How are you today? Yeah, really well. How do you see this 10-race card tonight? Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit tricky, I thought, across the board tonight. There's n nothing that really um, sort of, I, th I think, looks a real solid winning chance in terms of a, a big standout. The only one would be Maywin's La Nina, who's got a, a big drop in grade, but she gets gate eight and, um, you know, being well found in the market. She, I think she's about a, around the dollar twenty mark. Um, she looks well found there, but I still think there's a couple of winners there that we can get. And uh, I think one race earlier, race eight, will be my best of the night. That's horse number one, Talk in Control. Finds a race here where they're doesn't look to be much pressure to her outside and that will give her the chance to uh, lead them all the way. A few of her runs just of late she, where she has drawn well, just cop pressure in the run they've had to release or, or things just haven't gone away. I think it looks ideal for her tonight. The main danger, Dinosaurus Rex, um, he gets the second line and I think with Nathan Dawson on, Talking Control gets her opportunity to go all the way. Okay, so that's race eight, number one, last leg of the quaddy. Talking control, tab fixed price, 2.30 right. Now, what else stands out for you on that card tonight? Yeah, I, I think we can go back to the well with Red Star deal. Chris in race number three, uh, he was good to us last week. $5 we got about him. Um, I, he finds a race not really that much harder. He's drawn a little bit wider this time around, out in gate four, but... Uh, um, he was driven confidently last week and was never looking like he was going to get beat. I think if uh, a similar sort of setup here, gets forward, takes control and really shows his class, he can uh, be too good again. So race three, horse number four, Red's Star Deal. Okay, you've got to take half that price uh, tonight. Two fifty currently, tab fixed price. What about the quaddy? Throw some numbers my way, please. Yeah, that first leg looks a little bit tricky. I've got dollar bill on top, but again, sort of what I was saying, there's no great deal of confidence there. Um, he had to work hard last week. He was favourite. He's out of the money. I think five-star gem in gate one shouldn't be too far away. The Harris Hawk, uh, number two, he's probably not far away from a win, this guy. If he gets to the front cheaply, he might just be the one. And number eight, Tullhurst Cuddle, she's never far away at Redcliffe either. So we'll go one, two, six, and eight. The second leg, again, a, a tricky little one. Uh, I, I thought this was a race in three. 
Um, Maddie just mentioned Raworth Girl, and I think uh, she will certainly be hard to beat in that if she can do it all right. She was a good winner second up there two runs ago. Sunny Cove, he looked a lot better last week finding the front, but he doesn't get that favour this week from outside the second line. But uh, he's always been a horse that I thought looks to have a, a bit of ability, but he's just... Um, sort of one of those ones that's taking a while to really work it all out. He pulls pretty hard in his races, but last week he was really relaxed, which was good to see. Short leg Sushi gets the gate benefit from the one, so she'd be right there about. So we'll go one, six, and nine. The third leg, race seven. Tricky little uh, two-year-old contest. This was good to hear Lennon give a push for Samantha C. I thought she trialled uh, well enough from the gate to certainly be a factor. Uh, I've got number nine, Gem Punter Pete, on top. I thought his trial where Leonard actually drove him was really solid and then uh, he held on for third after having to do all the work at Albion Park on his debut. That was behind Delhi Row and they, they got home really solidly there. Um, and throwing number three, um, I'm not sure how you'd pronounce this one, Do Till Do or Detildo. Um, down by the seaside filly it's her first race start but um, just sort of a few of her trials and education she looks to looks to have a, a reasonable sort of motor there so we'll go one three and nine and we'll bring it home there we'll go one out with the best talking control like i said i think um, she can burrow through from the gate and with the absence of any pressure gets every opportunity okay so the numbers tonight for the quaddy one two six eight into one six nine one three nine and one only thirty six dollars for a hundred percent best bet race eight number one and the other one that Darren likes is race three number four so that's Rickliff tonight just on Rickliff tonight early start four fifty three those first two races trot road races are you tipping Grand Dixon to win both of those heats tonight? Uh, I'm not, but uh, he's every opportunity to do it. He won both last week with Wonder Woman, Jujon, and then Eroda. Um, following a similar sort of pattern here, you, it's a pattern that you probably wouldn't uh, think would be won, but um, New South Wales derby form into a trot rods race. He did that with Eroda last week, who was really good. He's got free thinker in the first. I just think my Furioso Toro might just... Uh, be better suited to this format in that first, but free thinkers certainly a big chance. So I've got Bold Medley Jujon on top in that second one, race two. Uh, his trial first up was really good. He was uh, a long way back in the pack and rolled round, got to the, up to the leader and then just stayed on his helmet up the straight. It was a, a really impressive trial, I thought, last Wednesday from Bold Medley Jujon. Um, I think the only thing that possibly beats him in that second race tonight is just where he positions. He might end up um, sort of outside the leader or sort of exposed, which may not be ideal, but either way, he's certainly the class runner. Okay. Uh, yesterday, the tab opened the market for the Hayden. Speak the truth, 275. Captain Shuffles, five for real life, five. Future Assured, five. Away we go, Danger Zone, both 750. And then we're going out to longer odds, $21 or better for Bangkok DJ, Cat King Cole, Hold on to your bling. How did you see that market? Yeah, I thought from what we've seen from Speak the Truth to date in his two runs back from a spell, that looks a, a really inviting price. Um, even at that, um, Captain Shuffles, I thought he was okay. Probably certainly a pass mark. We'll see what he can produce uh, for his second up effort when we, whenever he should step out again. Um, I thought Cat King Cole at that price, considering she's going to draw a good gate and... Uh, most likely gate four you would think where she will end up so 
um, could be a bit of value there and we're, if you you know perhaps draw a little bit of a line through the rising sun similar sort of format in that we've got three-year-olds and four-year-olds and with the mares um, being able to win the two editions of the rising sun uh, you know where she gets to the run um, you know she might just be the one she was pretty good first up there on Saturday night in that mares qualifier so um, perhaps a little bit of a little bit of value there danger zone I thought he was good first up from gate seven um, no favors so he he's another one there but uh, yeah I, I think at the current setup and what we've seen of these horses to date speak the truth at, at that 275 certainly um, certainly deserves that that quote and I thought he might have even been a little bit shorter okay tab have also got markets up for the rising sun leap to fame 250 favorite for the the rising sun and as far as the blacks of fake is concerned favorite for that feature also leap to fame at five dollars so he returns on Saturday night Darren uh, it's a race that he looks head and shoulders above his rivals but Good to see him back. First go at uh, 2023 this year. So it's just uh, going to be an exciting uh, night on Saturday night. We saw some great racing last Saturday night. Some stars back at King Cole. Uh, Black Sedan's return. We'll talk about him in just a moment. My Alderman Byron looked really good. But um, yeah, just to see Leap to Fame back, this is a, a big, big thing. Yeah, sure is. So we, um, he's been off the scene since October. He's come back for, for that trial. Um, where he looked really sharp and looked ready to go. So it was just disappointing that that APG series didn't uh, pan out the way um, it was sort of expected to. So uh, he wouldn't have had many more days off after that. Um, so he trialled uh, late March and so we're sort of early May now. So he probably would only had a, uh, a few more days back in the paddock. So um, just enough to probably back off again to then sort of get him going again but he's got plenty of features to be chasing this year um, and you know let's not forget he's probably not really a, a mile horse uh, I think he's better suited over a bit of a bit of a trip um, you know we're probably looking at sort of that middle trip which the Eureka when it comes up in September it's over 2300 so that looks ideal but um, you know, let's not forget of all the top three-year-olds we saw last year, he holds the fastest time of any of those over a mile, and that was mm. his last start victory where he went 149 flat in the Breeders' Challenge final. So, you know, And he never saw the fence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gate nine. And, yeah. the breeze. So, um, you know, I, I think that holds him in good stead, and I think that the a good long spell this time around is certainly... Um, it's probably going to set it up nicely for him as he goes deeper into the season. And, yeah, really excited about what what he... Well, just seeing him back to start with and then uh, whatever he achieves once he gets back. Um, yeah, I don't think we've had this level of excitement of a, of a quality horse returning from a spell for a, for a good while now. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of quality horses returning, uh, Black Sedan's uh, successful in the Open last week. He's going to back up on Saturday night, so he's on the seven-day backup. Is it fair to say that he's come back bigger and stronger this campaign? Are they are they just starting to scratch the surface with this guy as far as maturity is concerned? I know life is going to get infinitely harder for him uh, coming into the carnival with races like the Sunshine Sprint and the Blacks are fake, but right now... Gee, looked, uh, he looked awesome there. 54 flat on the way home, and he's finished off in 26.4, and he just looks so comfortable out there. Yeah, he did. I, I really um, 
concur with your, your sort of summary of that, Chris, in that he, here's a horse that's taken probably a little bit longer to um, to really mature and really fill fill in whether it's a mindset or just his body or, or a combination of both, but really um, sort of get into himself and be comfortable. And there on Saturday night, he looked super comfortable and was sort of, it was never in danger once he got around to the front and that uh, that closing quarter, he really ripped home and he, like you sort of say, he really looked comfortable. I think the other thing that we can take with um, you know, throughout his career of Black Sedances, in any of the feature races, only real decent gate he's ever really got in a feature race is in the Be Good Johnny Sprint. He drew gate two on that occasion and led throughout. Um, you go through his other runs in any of the big races, he's always drawn badly. Uh, inside the second row is probably the worst gate possible for, for him as a horse. Be, it's good for some horses. He drew that in the Sunshine Sprint last year. He drew outside the second line in the Blacks of Fake last year. Um, you sort of go back through to uh, the Be Good Johnny Sprint the year before and the Queensland Cup the year before. And so in 2021, he drew inside the second line on both those occasions. Um, he took part in the, the inaugural Rising Sun. He drew inside the second line on that occasion. Um, you know, right the way any of the big races he's sort of contested, um, he just seems to be one that, that cops a bad draw. So maybe this year, with, the, with the, that added maturity, with the strengthened up and uh, some good gates, we might see a, a horse that really steps up. Yeah, absolutely. Another highlight on Saturday night. Uh, so we've got Leap to Fame regarded as probably the best horse in well he is the best horse in the state potentially the best horse in the country blacks a dance probably one of the best free-for-allers in the state him and turn it up probably share that title the best mares back in action on saturday night as well uptown beach girl going around in race one and i know tomorrow you're gonna have to tune in because i'm going to track down robbie morris most will see we've got 11 races on saturday night we've got this huge influx of morris horses from sydney that are stepping out under the under the guise of Grant Dixon there. So I'm going to chat with Robbie tomorrow just to get the uh, ins and outs on some of these horses that are starting on Saturday night. But there, there's a stack of them there this weekend. Yeah, there sure is. And um be interested to hear that, whether he does sort of come up to drive a few of them, mm. um, just with the circumstances that have sort of played out down there in Sydney with Kerry Ann and their stable. So, um, yeah, that'll be interesting because uh, there's a nice bunch of amongst them. Like Pete said so, quality horse and, and Port Our Prince. Port Our Prince is probably the one that um, doesn't arrive too flash under the under the local handicapping system here he he has to come up as a band one so he's straight into open company but he's he's done a nice job down there in sydney since he's come across from new zealand so yeah i'll be interested to hear that and how that um that chat and uptown beach girl yeah she's um if if there's one disappointment out of uptown beach girl um, for this season, it's the fact that she's not a Q-bred because I, I would love to have seen her in that Hayden race. Um, mm. um, she would have yeah. been a, a really good addition to that race, but as it is, she's probably still got to the rising sun uh, on the agenda. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to how she comes back after that uh, mare's track record she set last time out and her two trials at Redcliffe have, you know, they've pretty much just been track work runs in, in really good time. Yeah, yeah, a lot to look forward to. We'll preview that on Friday morning. I'll get the thoughts of you, Brian Spice. Uh, Edgar will join us from Albion Park and Jared will have all the market moves for the weekend's features. I'm going to leave you this morning with a little stat. I know you love a stat. 
last Saturday night, changeover two-year-old classic. What are the odds that for two straight years, the winners have come from the same stable and they've gone identical times? The tax collector last year, this year, Riley Rainbow, both winners from the Turpin McMullen stable, both times they've gone 157. What are the odds there? Yeah, I don't, you you wouldn't get any odds, I don't think. It's um, I didn't even pick up on that one. I've been too busy with my head in the Lance files working out all the different figures. <laughs> yeah, and, and they're never-ending, those files. Oh, it's a rabbit hole that I keep going down. So, yeah, one, one that I come up with there this morning, um, 28 individual driver, different drivers have, have driven him. That Leonard's, that was the first time Leonard's driven him to a victory, so... Um, yeah, nine nine different winning drivers for for amazing. Him. So who would be second in the world mm. behind him? Most number of starts. Destrails. Clearly, yeah. yeah? Okay. Yeah, Four hundred eighty-six. Yeah. I reckon he would have had a few drivers too. Destrails. There's one for you. You can come back to me on Friday with that one. I reckon he'd have yeah. close to fifteen drivers, if not more. Yeah, that takes up another whole flash drive. The Destrails files. <laughs> You love it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks, Chris. Thanks, Steve. <laughs>